What's up, friends? How you doing? <laughs> David Ashley here. Uh, first, just want to say, as always, thank you for listening. Um, not a regular episode. We're going to do a best of episode this week. Um, stuff got a little hectic. Had some work I needed to finish. Uh, just want to try to be consistent. And um, yeah, so that's what's happening. In the meantime, listen to some more stories about monogamy. Got a relationship mailbag question in there. Um, you know, a few story times. It should be a should be a good episode. In the meantime, share um, your favorite episode with a friend, and um, you know, with two friends, and uh, you know, episodes you think that would draw them in, that they would like. And uh, you know, I'll see you all next week. You know, holla at your boy. Um, you know, rate us, join the IG page, all that good stuff. Let's get it. The Relationship Mailbag. I like the name of that, yeah? I like that. Either it's that or it's going to be like, who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? I don't know. Help me, help me, let me know. Oh, Matter of fact, the IG page is there, okay? It's I, uh, it's uh, Instagram at David Ashley Podcast. So, shut up and uh, and uh, and follow um, and subscribe if you have not. Uh, so, relationship mailbag. I got a question from a female friend. Why? Well, actually, I got a slew of questions, but this is just one of them. Uh, I'm going to talk about two. The first one is, are there any guys willing to wait until marriage anymore? Ha! <laughs> Let me stop. Um, the answer is a resounding no. But the real answer is that, yeah, obviously there are some guys. But listen, ladies. It, like... Listen, there are a couple of women who, (laughs) who I would be willing to wait for. Um, I had this question posed to me about a year or so ago. A young lady asked me, she said, if, if this was to happen, um, between us um, and would waiting be a problem for you and listen I've gone four and a half years without sex before not proud of it I'm not bragging I actually think it was a mistake those were some prime real estate years that I missed and I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to start cussing but you know, for her, I guess the answer is for the right one, you would, but most guys are not. So I just think you need to, and listen, if you think you're worth it and you're going to still look for somebody, you know, who's going to wait until you're ready, then yeah, do that. You know, I can't, who am I to tell you not to follow your gut or your, your guidance or, you know, but man, you know, because Quite honestly, what's in it for us? Oh, that sounds bad. 
Oh, that sounds bad. Let, let me smooth that out. Let me smooth that out. See, on the flip side, what you're getting, you're getting the cuddle. You're getting, you know, this man who I assume is doing the things that you ask of him who, and, and also separately doing some things that you want. You know, on the flip side, yes, we enjoy being with you. Yes, we enjoy, but it's like, what are you, what are we getting? Like, I'm, I listen, I'm hard when I wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? So what are you... God, I keep getting reminded of stories. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, I got a story I want to bust out right now, but I'm not. I'm not because the person might be listening. And I don't know if I want to share that story yet. Maybe maybe down the line. I, listen, I really hope y'all are rocking with me. Um, I try to give you more energy. Um, you know, I, I notice like when I talk sometimes, it could be a little drab or whatever so um you know i'm a low talker monotone sometimes so anyway young lady um can are there any guys willing to wait anymore oh man i'm sure there are the but the majority aren't you know the majority aren't um long as you listen but long as you have your resolve on, on uh you know uh, strong conviction on why you're doing it, right? If it's strictly religious, then, you know, what can what can I or any person say toward that? You know what I mean? But if it's, or even if it's not religious, if it's just something like, if it's a principle for you, then fine, like keep, you know, keep moving. And, and I, I really don't, excuse me, mean to sound like such a guy, excuse me, when I say, um, what's in it for us but I, I, I only say that just so you can kind of look at it from our point of view um, but at the end of the day the right guy, the guy who wants you um, is going to be willing to wait for you, okay I hope I didn't sound like I was double talking but I uh, honestly believe that bow, let's get it So we're on the couch, we're wrestling. It's like a, I remember it was like a sideways arm wrestling type of deal where, you know, she was much smaller than me. So she'd try to overpower me and then I'd pull her. And every time I pull her, she'd like, like halfway, like we're laying side by side, but her like body would be on mine. And I'm like, oh my God, all right. <laughs> so let me tell you what's going through my mind. I, I don't listen. You know, I I don't have nothing on me, you know, and I don't really get busy without without that. <laughs> but your hormones are strong enough to where like, hey fam, we can worry about that later. Don't you mess this up for me. <laughs> so we're wrestling and we're doing this thing where I'm pulling her. And I pull her one last time, and I'm like, oh, here's the pause. Here's the famous pause that, that was needed for me to get this thing, for me to get the proceedings this evening underway. And as they say in Hitch, you know, I lean in 90%. Only she doesn't 
come in the other 10. <gasps> what do you mean? What? The, all the signs, nigga. You, she, the friend left. Now it's just us. Now it's just us. We kept the party going. You know? And she, we, we wrestled. We wrestled. That's the telltale sign. But nope, nothing. You know? I didn't even dive in again for another one. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't leave abruptly. I was just like, okay, no, I feel that. I got that. And, you know, obviously we're on a down, we're downhill now. Like we, you know. And, you know, the mood didn't really change that much. So anyway, we're on the way out. <clears throat> I get a number. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep in touch. Yada, yada, yada. I leave. You know, I catch an Uber home. Bewildered. I am puzzled. This is beyond me. As, uh, what's my man? <laughs> I forgot my man's name on Instagram. I am puzzled. I have never seen a woman act like this before. <clears throat> no, but I mean, it's fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, it's a dice game. Sometimes you crap, you know? I called her a week later. No, no. Like, a couple days later, I sent her a text like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Good time the other night. Thanks for hosting cordial just like back and forth like haha old you know inside jokes then she sends um so then i call her a week later from the day which is a few days after and this is what she says she says she says oh no we played phone time i called her she didn't answer and it was during the daytime it wasn't like i called her at nighttime one on nine o'clock like and like I send her a what you doing text and I'm like, it was like daytime. And she was like, she called me back. She was like, hey, I said, hey, I, I said, what's going on? I, you know, how you doing? Literally, she goes into this. Why'd you call me? I said, I said, I said, what? I said, first of all, you calling me. I said, first of all, hi. <laughs> She's like, well, I just, I just know we held hands the other night. And you try to kiss me. Don't try to say that you didn't, um, you know, because you did. And I just know where I am in my life right now. And, you know, I'm just in a certain headspace where I can't have, you know what I'm saying, people, you know, coming in and out of my life like this. And I want to be able to invite you over and, you know, it not be a problem. We can be cool because you're such a dope dude and this and that. And, this. and I was like, whoa, whoa. I said, oh, I said, oh, I said, that's what's up. I said, all right, well, I'm going to holler at you later. She said, oh, so does that mean you're never going to call me again? I said, yo, I ain't, I don't even, I said, yeah. I said, you, something's happening here. I said, and it ain't exactly clear for me. I said, so, you know, go and do your thing, man. I ain't trying to, you know, do your thing. Oh, my God. I don't understand why you, I said, listen, miss, it's no, I get it. I understand. But I'm going to holler at you. Nigga, I'm trying to get off the phone as soon as possible. And that was the last ever contact I had with her. 
So the part where I took an L is because it shouldn't even got that far. When my friend, the one who I knew, when she left, not feeling the greatest, a little, you know, a little buzzed, a little, you know, in the Uber, I should have left. I let the thirst, you know, I was obeying my thirst. And I, you know, I feel like it compromised my integrity as a, as a man, like, cause I should have made, I should have been with her to make sure she got, uh, home. And, um, you know, not like a woman is waiting to be saved, but you know, women can be in vulnerable situations and she wasn't like, you know, dead, sloppy, drunk or nothing like that. No, but it, it shouldn't matter. Don't matter. I I should have uh, I should have accompanied her, and um, I have since told her about it. You know, told her how I felt, and I've apologized for it. But um, yeah, I took an L that night, and maybe the in, integrity karma <laughs> wouldn't let me close. Damn it! So I remember I was working at a daycare, like a after school program daycare. And uh, so, you know, I told her where to come. And I remember she had to like, she had to use the bathroom when she got there. So I let her in the door and it was like, oh, Mr. Ashley, Mr. David, Mr. David, that's your girlfriend. That's your girlfriend. So anyway, and keep in mind, I just wasn't willy-nilly. I did have a supervisor. I asked my supervisor. It was at a school. Could she come in? Yada, yada, yada. Just for somebody out there, be like, niggas, you wouldn't, you going to let a stranger around you? Shut up. And I just remember getting off of work, taking her back to my apartment. And we had to go to Walgreens for something. But I remember Floor Tree had just dropped. Nobody had the CD yet. And remember, this was this was the days of LimeWire and Napster. And uh, my homeboy Dave had gotten me the CD already. He had gotten it like two months earlier. And everybody was still on something. I was on that. All you got to do is say yes. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I, I whispered that song like in her in her ear. It was the sexiest shit I had done that 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 far in my illustrious young twenties life. And let's just say I you know you know. Oh my god! Okay. It, let's just say it was a great weekend. Next thing you know. You know, I remember I was traveling back home, you know, 
I have my boy with me. You know what I mean? We'll stop over her house and you know, spend the night <laughs> on a six-hour trip. Well, six-hour trip. Spend the night. Wake up. She made us breakfast. I was like, yo, I'm back. I got her back. I got her back. I can't believe I got her back. Two and a half years later, ladies and gentlemen, it's about persistence, okay? It's about opening up what you have inside of you and letting somebody else in through their transgressions, even with, you know, their flaws and transgressions. I said transgressions. What am I talking about? That's what it's about. It's about persistence, you know, and it's about empathy. So her birthday was, you know, a certain like December, I think. And, you know, I'm calling, you know, so I call it. Yo, happy birthday. Left a message. Boom. <sighs> call her later on that day. Yo, yo. What's up, babe? Just, you know, just saying happy birthday and shit, you know. Call next day. <clears throat> um, yo, I don't know like what's happening. I hope everything's okay, you know. Now, I'm holding off because I don't want to call our mutual friend. And keep in mind, we I had just when when we stopped and you know what I'm saying, went home, made me made me breakfast and all that shit for me and my boy. We stopped and we went on like a, like not a double date, but like a little, you know, situation, a double date, but it wasn't a double date. It was just us. And then my homegirl, our mutual friend and my homeboy. So they go to the restroom. She's like, so how is it? I was like, yo, it's going good. You know? And keep in mind, anyway, whatever. So I'm trying not to call the mutual friend. Finally, I just break down. I call her. I'm like, yo, what's going on with your friend, man? Like, what's happening? You know what she said to me? I don't know. I just don't think y'all should be in a relationship. What? You you just told me you helped geek me up to put me in this shit. What do you mean? This is December. You know, I didn't talk to this heifer until March. Ghosted me twice. If, is marriage necessary? If your relationship is great, what would marriage do for you? Whew, this is a heater. Listen, marriage ultimately is just a piece of paper, okay? People kill me, you know, it's, oh, you said vows, you said these vows in front of God. No, no, you're always in front of God. What are you talking about? The vows ain't in the Bible. 
God knew you wanted to marry this person before you did, right? If that's what you believe, you believe in God. God, God knew you wanted to marry this person. God know when you, you want to have sex. God know when, when God know when y'all gonna have sex. <laughs> like, so stop that. Like, people gotta quit thinking that you hiding from God. Like, you're not doing any. You do everything under God. What are you talking about? So people, you know, oh, I just want to wait until till marriage. Well, oh, you want to wait till you sign this paper? This paper ain't gonna do with God. God already know. Right? I mean, listen. That, you know, marriage started off as what, you know, a financial transaction. That's what marriage started off as, you know. A financial, you know, situation, a business transaction. You know, we link love so so much to it. But but why listen, but why wouldn't you want to be with somebody? See, this is my argument with 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 this is my argument with my argument about marriage. On one side, yeah, it's a business transaction, it's a piece of paper. God already knows you and what you want to do. And if you and if you actually love this person or if you, you know, part-time you know, partially love this person. He knows it already. But on the flip side, especially for men, women are planning their marriage from age 10 for the most part. Men are not. You always got to twist the dude's arm a little bit. Like, listen, if I meet a girl, yeah, you know what I'm saying? One day, and I listen, this coming from somebody who wants to be married. The divorce rate is, you know, 50%. Even though I believe that's because people aren't really tuned in. Most people don't know what they want themselves, let alone in a mate. It's a lot of other, you know. And even on top of that, marriage is hard. But what I'm saying is, you know, marriage, sometimes it feels like it benefits women more than men. You know? Or the person with more money. Because women already want to get married. Oftentimes, and and we know that once kid, well, like once parents break up, it affects. It has a real effect on the kids. That's just not some societal thing. It really damages the kids. Kids really are affected when parents divorce. Hell, it affects adults, let alone you know what I'm saying single digit age kids. So there's arguments to be made on both sides. I understand. You know? Or you may say, oh, you know, I want my family to be protected. I want them to be. Listen, there's a legal paper for you to give all of your things, your worldly possessions. That's what wills are. You could do that. Your kid could change his or her last name and make it yours. Your wife could do that, too. She can keep her own name. I wish she would, though. (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like there's arguments to be made. Ultimately is marriage necessary? Oh, it depends on you. If you have a great relationship, you don't want to, I think Don Cheadle does that. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I think they've been doing that for years, 40 years or something like that. I don't know, but it's a great question. See, this is the issue. 
Oof. Ooh, I want to cook some more. Great question. I'm going to leave it at that. Why do men date while still in love with someone else? I don't Is that a thing? I mean, is that a thing that's specific to men rather than women? This might be a personal situation. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I can't say that because I don't, have I ever, I, I remember one time I was, um, we, you know, we were sitting around intoxicated twice, you know, and, um, and I was sharing with like some of my boys. I was just like, yo, I told them about that, you know, this young lady that I, you know, had a crush on, you know, used to date, you know, that, that the crush never went away. And, you know, nigga was high. He was like, he was like, so have you been, so if that's the case, have you ever been faithful to any girlfriend since then? We was like, oh, snap. (laughs) But really, have I? I mean, you know, I, I think the question is, you know, can you be in love with two people at the same time? I mean, it's not the same question, but can you split your, not your loyalties, but can you split your mind in a way that, yeah, I'm, I'm still, ideally you shouldn't date if you if you know you're still in love with somebody. Um, I had some, ooh, I had somebody tell me that before, that, and not even tell me, I think I heard it from somebody else that they had another relationship that, you know, maybe didn't go the way it could, should have, because they still had some, you know, something in their heart for me, you know, um, which I found, you know, just painfully intriguing, you know, um, I found that really interesting. I don't know if that's a man thing. I think that's a, you know, they say, you know, the best way to get over somebody is to get up under somebody else, which, (laughs) you know, I I don't think that's always the best, (laughs) the best advice, but sometimes it can be an effective tool to get your mind off of things, you know, Um, that's a great, that's a great question, I don't know. But I would hope that the person um, can recognize and not drag you into that mess because that could be painful. If you think that's happening, man, call a hotline. Get out of that. Like now. So, um, I'm just going to get right into it. I told you, we ain't cooking. We might have some stories, you know, in, you know, mixed in with everything else, but we're going to get right into the questions. 
First question, is monogamy a realistic expectation? Ooh. <laughs> off the bat, listen, I'm going to make you mad right off the bat. Um, So this is a, a, a little stat that I looked up. Um, I, you all know what polyamory is, right? I don't have to explain this to you. Um, but it's basically when both couples can kind of... Polygamy is when it's one man and he's got multiple wives. Polyamory is when, you know, both people can kind of like, you know, dabble. Um, only 4 to 5% of people living in the United States are polyamorous. Or, you know, participating in open relationships. And 20% of people have at least attempted it. That means that means people got up the nerve. Not usually. You know it was the, you know it was the man. <laughs> you know it was the man who brought it. He was like, babe, um, listen, uh, you know, I just wanna just wanted to have a little conversation with you and um, you know, see what's on your mind and all of that. And uh, you know, see where your head is. I just wanted to run something by you, you know. <laughs> but you know, like, even if the woman agreed to it. You know, dude is, is happy when he gets to do his thing. Um, but then once once she steps out, when she agrees, you know what I'm saying? Once she gets her hall pass or whatever, um, oh, it's a it's major problems. <laughs> and, and listen, I don't blame him. I brought this to you for me, not you. Um, but honestly. Oh, there is a a great web series. It's about to go into season two. It's called Compersion. And it's the same situation, but the woman brings it to the husband. Please go check it out. Um, I'm not saying it to try and change your mind and get you into it, but the show is really good. It's compelling. Uh, the episodes are, you know, I don't even remember how long they are. Eight, 10, 12 minutes long. Um... But it's about eight episodes, first season, ten, something like that. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. Um, it's a great story. They're about to uh, go into season two now. Um, is monogamy a realistic expectation? Obviously, it is. Um, but, the, but the truth is, to, you know, we all have had most of us have had, you know, parents, grandparents that have been together for, you know, a lot of years. Um, but, you know, whether it's been monogamous or not, I, you know, if they're still together, does that other stuff matter? You know? I mean, if, if, you, if you and your husband were in year 12, right, in year 12 of a marriage... Do do you want to know that he cheated in year four? Do you want do you really want to know that information? There's a question that I used to bring up at parties and it would piss people off. Um, I said, if we get in a, if we're in a relationship and I cheat on you and and you leave me, but you and you which means you have to learn you still love me, but you have to learn how not to love me because you're angry, because you're mad. Who really ruined the relationship? Was it me or you? 
Now, most people automatically are going to say it was me because I'm the one that cheated. But really? You have to reverse your whole situation just to stop loving me because you're mad? That's, what sense does that make? Why can't we get over it? I'm not talking about a habitual lion stepper. But monogamy is... I don't know, can monogamy... Is monogamy a realistic expectation? That's a great question. But I think that love and monogamy have been placed too close together. That's just what I think. I've never cheated before. But... I think we've been taught wrong because that, please understand that everything you've been taught, everything you believe you've been taught, you've been marketed to by some fraction or another. And it's not until you challenge that, right, that you can actually believe it for yourself. That goes for anything. Monogamy, realistic expectation. I'm sorry. I couldn't leave this one alone. I promise the rest of these are going to be uh, three minutes and five minutes max. The rest of these questions. Now, I'm, I want to cook a little bit longer on this one. Um, I meant what I said. I've never cheated before. Um, a lot of men cheat. It's my opinion that fewer women cheat. It's my opinion. Maybe it's, you know, I just think men and women I think if we're going to cheat, we cheat for different reasons. A man cheats because it's he can, because it's there. Um, you got to understand, ladies, we wake up in the morning with, you know, with a situation, you know. And women, you got to talk, you know, you got to warm them up. Like, you got to, you know, more so than a man. Like, we ready to go right now. And y'all, not necessarily. You know what I'm saying? It takes different things to kind of rev us up. So, Monogamy is, is it realistic? Yes, it's realistic. If you meet somebody else who, you know, who you believe, who believes the same thing as you. But I think a more important question is that when it fails, when it falls through, when, when one person breaks that, you know, cause, cause listen, these marriage vows ain't in the Bible. You know that? So what does that mean? That means that you are left with your own convictions, your own levels, different levels of courage and strength <laughs> when it comes to being, you know, quote unquote, faithful. You know what I mean? Like it's, of course, it's a realistic expectation, but I think that expectation is only based on what you think you have seen. Because no one knows where the nose goes when the doors close. <laughs> right? I think, I think we, we, listen, we do, I want to be cheated. Have I ever been cheated on? I, I, I think, I think I have. But my first question, you know, if, if I ever encounter that situation, if I ever catch it, my first question is, do you, do you love him? And if your answer is no, 
And if I believe you, then let's let's move past. Like, let's have a conversation and keep going. But if your answer is, you know, if you hesitate or if it's somebody that, you know, you do have feelings for, then, you know, this thing between us might be over. But it ain't about possession, I don't think, anymore. It's not about you mine. I just think that, you know, I think love and monogamy has been placed too close together in our psyche and our minds and our thoughts and the way we've been taught. I just do. Now, does that mean go out there willy-nilly and do it to everybody you think? No, no. I'm talking about the nuance of whatever your agreement is in your relationship. But the question as it's posed is talking about two people in a relationship and, you know, is it natural, is it realistic to think that, that we can be each other's last partner forever? And I just think the answer to that depends on how real you are with yourself and your mate. Boom. There was a study that said that, you know, men approach beautiful women at a much lower rate than they do women who they, you know, don't find as quote unquote beautiful. How about you? And and women too. Like, I I know it's not, you know, a lot of women don't approach dudes. Um, but ladies, shooting your shot is never a bad thing. Or at least like, you know what I'm saying? Wink, let me know something. You know what I mean? Um, damn. Um, but you know, I'm a, first of all, I'm a habitual line stepper when it comes to approaching. I'm a, I'm a habitual non-approacher. I don't know why. Um, I plot and I plan. And if I'm around you for a certain amount of time, or I could run up on you. At any given time, you know, maybe if I'm drinking and feeling good or sometimes just my confidence is, you know, high enough for me to, you know, run up on you. A lot of times, like if we're just in a group and everybody's having conversations and I'm just like, wow, here we go. Let's get it. You know what I mean? And I'll slide it in that way. But I must admit, and this has always been my problem about putting people on on a pedestal. I put, I put I put women I put women on a pedestal period but then if she's like if I find her beautiful oh my god I lose all my coof I don't know coof is the right word I I lose all my like you know personality it's a weird thing and not even if she's beautiful but if I like admire her it's it's the weirdest thing man now every woman listening they they trying to evaluate my <laughs> They trying to evaluate my my dealings with them or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. So anyway, um, but yeah, I think if it's a beautiful woman, I I this happened to me in CVS about three months ago. I was in CVS on Wilshire. I mean, not like everybody know where that is, man. And this goddess walked in, and I was just like, oh, 
It's like, hi. <laughs> I got a problem, man. But see, I, this is my problem. Once I turn the corner, and once I stop caring, you know, what people think, and, and, and once I stop caring, putting people on pedestals, I'm honestly afraid I'm going to turn into something else. Man, I don't know. I don't know. watch porn um I had a I had a girl one time she watched porn but she looked at me sideways for watching it huh She looked at me. She watched porn, but she looked at me sideways for watching it. Um, her deal was because I tried to. <clears throat> I, it was weird. I tried to. I tried to watch it with her, and um, she didn't want to. And I was like, "All right, that's cool." But her thing was, she didn't like seeing. She didn't like seeing black women in porn. I was like, she was black. And I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, I get that, but it was like, what? <laughs> like, I like, you know, she didn't like seeing black women in porn. I was like, I only like seeing black women in porn. Even though, fellas, we all started out. I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I did. Oh, and this is another point. I, I heard somebody else say that that was a lot of the um, other than just being raised to think that white is right uh, that a lot of men's you know admiration for you know white women come from the fact that porn was um, their first porns you know was white women I thought that was fascinating um so anyway, the young lady explained to me, she was just like, you know, I, I feel like, I feel sorry for the black girls in there when I watch it. And I was like, man, I was like, man, you really turning this into a, uh, <laughs> I'm like, this ain't as sexy a conversation as I wanted to have with you, but I feel you. So, you know, ultimately we just didn't watch it, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast about sex. Um, I was, I was talking to a female friend of mine and we were talking about our entire sexual history 
And this might sound a little vain, but I found my sexual history, you know, I found my sexual history fascinating. Not that it was so much or so little, but it was just, you know, where I first found sex. Like, you know, the first time I watched porn, like the first time I masturbated. And I just found that whole journey, you know, you know, how just <laughs> inexplicably polite I was at one point in time. I, it was, I just found it fascinating. So I, I feel like if mine was fascinating, oh my God, I know y'all stories is going to be crazy. You know, like they all going to be uh, unanimous. They all going to be anonymous. You know, we don't want nobody <laughs> getting exposed out there, you know. But some people are free, you know, we need to be freer. You know, they say in countries where, you know, they say the suppression, right? The, the fact that we uh, suppress sexual talk actually leads to the kids being less educated about it. Talk to your friends. Tell how many of them heard about sex from their parents. I bet you a great deal of them didn't. Ain't that crazy? And, and, and it also, a less educated society, uh, as far as sex is concerned, leads to more sexual assaults and then rape because repression is a real thing, y'all. Too young. Please, if your kids don't get it from you, guess what they're going? Pornhub. Guaranteed. Anyway. Porn. Come on, Janet. What better? Oof. Oof. Story time. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> By the time this song, we eight songs in now, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I led you to the water. Um, I got a story. <clears throat> when I was, um, this was, let's see. I'm not going to say when this was. I met this young lady at the beach. I met her. I had photobombed her and her sister. And then about an hour later, she walked back home. And she was like, is this you? I was like, oh, you caught me, you know. And, you know, so we talked. Um, you know, I got a, I got a number. <laughs> got the math. <laughs> got the digits. And, you know, we, we tried to link her. She told me, you know what I'm saying, she's from K-12. 
Cali, but you know, she lives away. She's in school. And uh, she was older. She was a little younger than me, but um, I think she was like 25 at the time. And, uh, you know, I was a little older. Um, I was like 30, 31, 32. And I uh, tried to link up with her that weekend before she left, but she kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of played it to the left, but she didn't know me, so it's cool. So over the next few weeks, we start talking. And, uh, and then we start talking even more. And uh, before you know, we're in a full-fledged, like, phone situation ship, you know? Like, I expect her to call. She expects me to call. And, um, but, you know, she had a kid, which usually I don't do. Um, but, you know, it was just such a natural, um, you know, it was just a natural connection that, um, it, it just worked <laughs> for some reason. And, um, so anyway, we get, you know, we're talking and it's months. Like I said, she has a kid, she's in school. She lives in like Oklahoma or something like that. And, and um, you know, next thing you know, she's, um, she said, yo, I'm going to be in town. And um, she's like, so what are we going to do? And I'm like, bet. I, I know. <laughs> I was like, I know. So, you know, I put some stuff together and, um, and I took her to Fela Kuti. The play that was, you know, which was amazing. The show it wasn't a play; it was a show, it was a Broadway show. And um, yo, it was an amazing. But so anyway, rewind. There's so much anticipation coming up to that day because, like I said, we're on the phone, like really putting in work, like we really building. And the first night she gets here, we had made plans to go out two nights. So the first night, um, I go to pick her up, and nothing. It was so dry, like it was so dry. It was as if, it was as if we had never met. Like the conversation was just, I I don't even know how to describe it. The conversation was. So dry, like she basically treated me like a, a stranger. And so now I'm wrecking my brain, like, yo, what did I do? What didn't I do? And the next night, same thing. The next light was the next night was uh, Fela, and we both had a good time at the show. <laughs> but when I tell you, there was nothing, nothing there. So now I'm, but I'm salty. I'm like, yo, I spent all this money for these goddamn tickets. We went to dinner. We didn't done. We went out two nights in a row and still nothing. She was just like, yo, I just, um, I just, I just have to start over in person. I'm like, nigga, what? And to this day, I, you know, she's married, like with more kids now. Some dude, you know. Some dude she met back there, but that baffled me. I, like I never understood it, and um, 
And, you know, of course, she goes back and, you know, we we didn't, you know, we never talked again like we did before. We would talk every once in a while. And she would say, yeah, you know, I'm going to be in town. for." I'm like, I don't want to know now. I don't care now. (laughs) Why do I care if you're going to be in town now, you know? Um, I just thought it was, um, I ne- like, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But anyway, it was a interesting, it took me a while to wrap my head around that one. You know, it was a report that I hadn't had with a young lady in a while. You know, I got long gaps between my situations, if you will. So when I do find something, someone that's like, you know, where it's working, you know. Story time. So once upon a time, you know, I just moved to LA. When I I take that back, I went to um, before I left Hammond. I remember going to a friend of mine's graduation at. Navy Pier I got the coldest parking space you ever get that anybody will ever get in Navy Pier like I met somebody on the way there in traffic and uh, and he was like yo I work there you could just follow me in there you can just park right here it was it was crazy like it wasn't even a parking lot like it was just anyway I digress shout out to that white dude so, anyway, we go to the graduation. And, uh, she has a graduation party in Columbia. Somebody I had gone to college with in Illinois. And uh, she has her graduation party at a house in Chicago. And I go somebody's basement. Good old basement graduation. <laughs> college graduation party. And, uh, you know, I'm chilling, you know. And... Uh, Man, and I see this young lady walk in. I remember she had like on a yellow jacket and like this just huge mane of hair, you know. And uh, and in a huge smile, brightest smile ever. So I remember, you know, I think I uh, introduced myself then, and then afterwards, my I asked my homegirl. I was like, "Yo, who was so and so? Who was who was light bright?" I called it. <laughs> and my homegirl was like, oh, you like her, huh? I was like, nah, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking about it, you know? <clears throat> and uh, nice thing I know, my homegirl called me, you know, we talked. My homegirl called me the next day. She was like, oh, 
I gave old girl your number. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, nigga, you know I don't work that quick. You know, I'm a, I'm a sniper. I, I got to sit and wait in the bushes. You know, you know, I'm a plotter. You know, but you know, back then it was, it was no like Facebook to really go on and see anybody. You know, what I'm saying, see anybody's habits or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> so she called me, and you know, we talked, we hit it off. I mean, we had like this, you know, lunch date downtown Chicago at like a Jimmy John's or like a Fat Bellies. It was one of the two. And um, next thing you know, it's like we talking, like for real, you know. We went out on a few dates and we really hit it off. But the only problem is I'm a month away from leaving L.A. And, um, you know, I get to L.A. and. We're still talking, and, you know, I go back home to visit. Oh, no, 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 I'll take, I'll take that back. Soon after I get to L.A., maybe a couple of months, I start feeling guilty, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. And uh, I'm in L.A., I'm in a new place. It's long distance. So I tell her, you know, I'm like, I don't think we ought to, you know, I don't think we need to be going. What did I say? I said, I don't think... I'm looking to get into a relationship. And she was like, nigga, how you know I was trying to go into a relationship? Which I think was just a defense, you know, mechanism. Because she, you know, talking to a girl, you like her, you know. And, uh, you know, they gonna want a relationship. So... I remember, I think, you know, I, I remember, I think it hurt her feelings, you know. And, and shortly after, you know, we, we ended up um, talking again. I would go back to visit home and uh, I would visit family. See, I, that's my problem. When I go home and visit family, I, I just visit family. I need to get out and like hang out with people, but I, I just don't do it, you know. But I promise to Muhammad peeps, I'm gonna get out with y'all. I'm gonna have a drink with y'all. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get blitzed with y'all one day, you know. <laughs> promise. Um, but anyway, I would go and visit her. It would be family, then I would go and visit her. You know, we go out, talk or whatever, you know. But really, you know, still not making any strides toward um, a relationship. But I just remember that I, I just I absolutely enjoyed talking to her on the phone. You know, I she was, you know, you know, she had an amazing voice, just just funny, and way she knew me. She was one. It was one of those rare situations where, you know, she she knew me. I can honestly say she knew who I was. Like she knew, she knew me well, and. You know, so the years go by and, you know, and we don't talk as much and a couple months go past and then we'll talk and then we'll start talking for like two weeks and then we'll fall off. And I remember my birthday party came, my my 30th, and I held my 30th, I had it in Chicago. And I remember her saying like, yeah, I'm going to this party. 
I don't know what I'm walking into. I don't know how many of these girls got crushes on you or nothing like that. And I had never thought like that. I, and, and that was like insight to me to where I was just like, oh, she's still, there's still something there. But there was with me too. I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger and I don't know why. Um, but anyway, some time later, you know, I mean, years later, we're on the phone and she says to me, she says, she's like, we, we have a great, like, we have a great connection, right? I said, yeah. She said, no, I mean, like, we have a really good connection. Like, we talk on the phone, we laugh, you make me laugh, I make you laugh. We have a connection deeper than, you know, your normal I was like, yeah, sure, true that. She was setting me up for the spike, boy. She was like, well, then why is it that we haven't taken it anywhere? I'm like, shit. Shit. Damn. And, you know, I'm like a guy. I can't explain. I'm like, man, I'm like, you know how, to, you know how dudes do when they trapped in the, in the corner. They don't want to answer the question. They be like, man, why you, man, why you taking it there, man? Like, I'm just trying to talk on the phone with you and, you know. <laughs> just you know she was like yeah that's what I mean she said so if we're going to be on the phone and we're not going to take it anywhere I prefer we just not talk anymore (gasps) what did this alpha just say to me she said don't you agree she said if we're not going anywhere why would you so I didn't take it well, but also I knew, I mean, I took it well because I knew what she was talking about, but still, I mean, I was hurt. All I was, I was selfish. I made it about me. I was just thinking about me. I was like, what about, you know, but I like talking to you on the phone, you know, I enjoy your company. Like you're, you know, I could confide in you, like, you know, all the shit you want to do with a girlfriend, but without the responsibility of, you know. So I remember I went home shortly after that and I went to visit her thinking that I could, I was like, let me talk to her in person. And, and I remember cause it was the first time I had Chipotle. She used to clown me for eating Baja Fresh. She was like, nigga, don't nobody really like for real, for real say, yo, I'm about to go to Baja Fresh. And it was the funniest thing i had ever heard. I went to Chipotle for the first time. I remember I got a, um, I got a bowl. And but the whole the whole meeting was contentious. It really was. She was snippy and and I remember um, I skipped some parts of the story just to kind of protect both sides. But ultimately, that last time she said she reiterated, you know, in my face what she had told me before, and um, I left there. I left there kind of mad, you know. But why should I have been mad? She's the one that was, I mean, I didn't string her along, but you know, sort of, sort of guilty. But anyway, I never talked to her again after that. That was years ago. Damn. But I understand her though.
So that was it. Best of episode this week. Hope it helped you relive some uh, some moments, you know. Hopefully it was some funny, some uh, thought-provoking, some intrigue in there somewhere. And uh, yeah, you know, shout out to everybody listening. Um, you know, hit me in the comments. I uh, in the um, DMs or something like that about, you know, a question. Anything you want to ask, anything you want to say about the episode, all right? In the meantime, um, as always, um, at every moment, you have the opportunity to move forward into growth or fall back into comfort. All right? Love y'all.